And that's the key is putting yourself in the best position to get funding because you can do all the things and talk to the wrong investor mm-hmm. and you'd be like, man, I did all these things and they told me no. Well, is it the investor that you talked to or was it the things? going on guys welcome to another edition of dads on purpose the podcast i'm your host josh ashford and as always i got the big homie kb mr kevin Bergans. why they laughing kb what's good man what up what up what up it is always good to be here bro look i'm laughing so hard man y'all got me Man, we just did a whole podcast before the podcast. Bro, we've we've been recording for thirty minutes, and these jokers just keep talking. You know, I'm you know I want to be cool like y'all and have a mic. So, I said I just want to be cool like y'all and have a mic. Wait, is your mic even connected? It ain't plugged in, but I just I hold on. Well, you know, so low key when I when I was in ninth grade. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Everybody had pages. You know what I'm saying? So the kid yeah. had a green translucent boy. Uh, and I, bro, I wore it everywhere. Bro, it didn't work. I, I still got it, mine. It didn't work. It didn't work. It, didn't it wasn't work. on. <laughs> it wasn't on. You just, you just looked at it from time to time just to check bro, it. I make... promise you. I promise you. And I get down here. Somebody paging me again? Hold... <laughs> 69? <laughs> bro, I, I had no, I had no, I didn't, I didn't, I never had the hose. I never did. I don't know if that's okay to call him that because I'm a dad. Uh, but you know, what I'm saying back in back in the day, I never I never had the females. I wasn't that wasn't me. I wasn't. That wasn't you. You was a late bloomer. That's all right, man. It's all right, bro. I don't even know if I was a late bloomer. Like I, it, <laughs> I, I got married. <laughs> <laughs> the first the first female uh, gender that I met, I proposed. So, bro, listen. <laughs> So, bro, Ben, you don't, but you don't you don't know the whole story. So, like, my wife, we actually we met in college, and we were like super dope, super close friends, like the whole time. And everybody knew we liked each other. Like, yeah, everybody. We just never dated. And college happened. After college happened, I got engaged to somebody else. Got unengaged, and then we were at a going away party for one of her friends, and and her sister came up to me. You know what I'm saying? I, it was late into the party. We had a couple drinks. Her friend was just like, "Why don't she?" Her sister was like, "Why don't you just ask her out?" And I was like, well, I'm not doing nothing else. I was like, hey, you want to you go to dinner? <laughs> <laughs> bro, we, bro we, we get to dinner and I'm like, is this a date? <laughs> and she was like, I mean, if you want it to be a date, I was like, yeah, we'll call it a date. $100 later, it was a date. <laughs> so, but, it, but that took me 12 years. Bro, that was 12 years after I met her. So mm-hmm. I never had the females. That's all I'm trying to say. Anyways, bro, I never, I didn't introduce our guest. I apologize, my bad. Yo, we got Mr. Benjamin J. Van, straight out of Kansas, uh, now in Dallas, uh, entrepreneur extraordinaire. What's good, bro? What's up, man? I'm glad to be here. I'm glad to be here. Uh, Yo, part two of the podcast, right? <laughs> I, I like want to just pick up, but like nobody knows where we're what at, we so they're gonna be like, uh, what, "What are they talking about?" Right. <laughs> <laughs> but what? So what we were talking about? Can we talk about that? Like with the massage? Like can we? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, well, yeah. No, I'm talking oh, Ben. Okay. Oh yeah, that's Ben. That's on you. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm saying. So real, real quick, um, set the scenario. Ben just got back from Jamaica with his lady and his kid. Uh, it's been uh, what a week. 
Yeah, almost now. Yeah, yeah, it's almost been a week. Long story short, his wife is stressing him out, or his fiance is stressing him out. He booked her a massage, and he was like, yo, I got to cancel it. And he was about to tell us the reason why. Go. Oh, so I had to reschedule, not cancel, because oh. she has a yeah, she has a hair appointment. <laughs> I told her, I said, look, don't do nothing Friday at 3 o'clock. And she said, well, I have a hair appointment. I said, oh, that to be, I'm trying to be spontaneous, brother. <laughs> And you messing up the flow, you know. Does, does she have it on her calendar? Do y'all have a shared calendar? First thing, we have a shared calendar, but mm-hmm. she is her hair appointment on her shared it. calendar? She has yet to use it. Oh, um, yeah, okay. we have one. So, so, what you do is you say, you know what? See, at three o'clock, I had something for you, but you didn't <laughs> put it on the calendar, so you'll never know what it was. Right? <laughs> no, nah, she 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 knows. So we're gonna reschedule. But the more of the story is that. <laughs> In a relationship, in a couple, um, in a relationship, you have to, sometimes you have to help people help you. And mm-hmm. I think that was the the biggest lesson that we all were discussing before we officially got on the podcast was that um, there, there are multiple ways to handle stress in relationships. Mm-hmm. And um, it's almost like game theory sometimes. Like you have to think about if I do this action, what are the possible reactions that I'm going to get? And sometimes men, we don't think through all the alternative reactions that we're going to get. We just go with no. the, the easiest one sometimes. Mm-hmm. And the easiest one actually doesn't accomplish the goal. And so I always have this saying, like, do you want to be right or do you want to be effective? Mm-hmm. Right. And so I can't in this wait scenario, to get married. I felt like I was effective. Like mm-hmm. the right thing would be like, look, you stressing me out. Like, mm-hmm. let's argue, blah, blah, blah. But I say, you know, I can't how can I be wait effective? until you get married. <laughs> how can I be effective? And so I said, let me go ahead and and, and just book this massage for you so mm-hmm. you can help yourself help me in return. <laughs> so so did you strategic? Did you tell her? So you didn't tell her before you booked it? No, I didn't. I booked First it. Mistake. Yeah, I booked it. And then I said, Hey, mm-hmm. are you available? Mm-hmm. And then she was like, Well, I got a hair appointment. So yeah. we'll we'll make it, we'll make so it that's work. No, no, that that no. If you if if you agree as a family to use the calendar, right to get it on the calendar. Listen for we. <laughs> well, if that we, was on there, fought, I would have known. You're and right. I Seriously, you're right. We fought mm-hmm. for about a month about the calendar, and we went back and forth about. But guess what? We finally got it, and and like literally, like it has saved our whole. Because it's funny, like my, I, we were like the PV Gremlin game at mm-hmm. the fair. You know, she was like, yeah, fair is this weekend. I'm like, is it this weekend? She's like, fool, you put it on the calendar. So now I can't, I can't be mad. I did put it on the calendar. I knew. So, but, but I think that's important. I think that's important for every family, especially for busy families. Like, man, you want to avoid arguments. You want to avoid any, you know, conflict. Use the freaking calendar. And here's what, here's the other side of that. When you use it and both of y'all use it. But somebody doesn't check it, i.e., my wife. She'll be like, Oh, what you doing today? Did you look at the calendar? <laughs> no. <laughs> Maybe you should. I got all my appointments on there. No. <laughs> Again, but that, but that's also, right. bro. Is that effective? <laughs> oh, there you go. There you go. So so, Absolutely so, so Ben, here's here's the thing. First things first, I'm petty and I know that. <laughs> Let's try. Let's just get that out the way. I know I where's my wife? Is she, is she here? No, she 
let me make sure. <laughs> yeah, I think she. Thanks for washing bottles. I think I hear it. But anyways, yeah, no, we want I'm you petty. To have a nice sleep. rest tonight. We don't want you sleeping. Yeah, on right. Back hurting. So jokes you know. on you. I like sleeping on the couch. <laughs> I refuse. I really, <laughs> bro. I I get in trouble because I sleep on the couch by choice. She's like, well, I don't sleep well when you're when you're not in the bed with me. Why don't you come to bed? Like, I was watching football. I fell asleep. Next thing I knew, it was o'clock in the morning. Wow, man. You got it. Y'all joined at the hip. <laughs> I, I didn't know I was falling asleep until I was sleeping. It's bedtime for her. It's bedtime for you. And everybody no, that's not true because she goes to bed at like 830. And uh, like, I'll be. No, don't get me wrong, bro. I will I'm go to sleep at 830. Day. But my problem is I wake up at one o'clock and I'm wide awake. Yeah. Yeah. So I like I like stretch it out to like 10, 1030. And then. I mean, I'm still up at two o'clock, yeah. but still. I, <laughs> well, I, I know our viewers are probably wondering what are we talking about. Today? <laughs> what what is what is what is on? Bro, the so, so here's the thing. Like last last week, we had the homie uh, DJ on, and uh, <laughs> it's so funny because like we, I never got to a prompt. <laughs> we did the whole, but we, bro, it was dope content. And so here, yeah. this is here's exactly. Here's exactly why I don't Organic. have or we don't have a format is because these conversations start to flow and it's just like, yo, like what's really on our heart? Like, yeah. what are we really trying to talk about? I can go into what we want to talk about, um, which is like Ben is a beast at like raising capital for businesses, especially um, what what's the word? Uh, underrepresented yeah. categories. So underestimated. <laughs> underestimated. So a lot of your your African American cultures, your your Latinx cultures, your LGBTQ plus. I'm not trying to be disrespectful. I don't know all the the deals. There's a lot of them. Yeah. So all you know, what I'm saying so like you're a beast at represent. Uh, you know, what I'm saying like raising capital, helping them raise capital, and that's really what I want to talk about. But you know, what I'm saying I didn't really get to segue into there, but I guess this is a segue. Uh, <laughs> You know what? Way, you know what? We, we gonna have to stop inviting guests who wanna who wanna be hosts. They all wanna host the show. They don't wanna come <laughs> in and be a guest. They just wanna come in and host the show. They like, yeah, hey, can we can we talk about what you asked me to talk about? No, <laughs> I want to talk about fruit. Lo- I don't know. <laughs> no, but no, but no, 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 no. Real, real talk, real talk. Because we do have a lot of entrepreneurs. Uh, yeah, you know, saying dads good. that are out there. Um, yeah. bro, and, and the hardest part of starting a business is, is capital. And so we always like, yo, we do the bootstrapping. And yeah. so we take money from our primary income, put it into the business. And I mean, but the, I guess the biggest hurdle is that those that are underrepresented, underestimated generally aren't making the, the, the income. money yeah. to bootstrap to the level that they should be. So they got to yeah. figure it out. You know what I'm saying? And so we, us as a people, when I say us, I mean, black people. Uh, we have, we, we have always been, uh, uh, fans of ingenuity. We I can't, you know, we, 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 we nigger rig stuff. That's what we yeah, do. Yeah. We, that's what I was trying to say in a but, political direct stuff. But, but I think that gives us a, a lot of credit. I think we have the innovation. We just don't have the funding to, to keep it going. That's what I was trying to say. Inno- yeah. Innovative funding. Uh, but you know what I'm saying? I'm gonna say nigger rigging, whatever. So now I gotta put it on YouTube and Spotify that this is uh has explicit content. Uh, anyways, no, so so but what I would do want I want to help some people out, man. That's that's what I, and I don't know if it's one, two, five steps, ten steps. I don't know how many steps it is, but I, first of all, 
what are the numbers look like for those that are underrepresented and those that are well funded in the success rate of their company? If you have that. Yeah. Ooh, I mean, on, on, on one hand, <laughs> right. On one hand, if you look at the industry as a whole, um, in terms of just businesses in general that fail, right? Like only 1% of businesses actually succeed. Yeah. Right. Like all businesses or just like restaurants. All businesses, all businesses. <laughs> like 99% of businesses fail. Right. And they're typically because mm-hmm. of two reasons. Um, either they fail to identify a market or a customer that's willing to pay for their services okay. or they run out of capital. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. Or they don't have the capital to, to, to grow or to succeed, to succeed, to continue. Those yeah. are the top two, you know, mm-hmm. reasons. What's when number look, three? Yeah. When you look at the deeper. Oh, he didn't uh, answer. What's number three? Yeah. Oh, you want a number three? Yeah, you uh, said those are the top two. I was like, yeah, what's the third reason? Just in case nobody knows. Uh, I would say the third reason mm-hmm. um, is um, so customers. Customer capital. I would say the third top, like main top reason. I would really say something around marketing, but then that goes into customers, right? Mm, yeah. Like, I, I would think something like management or direction. That's well, what that I was going to say. Something like systems. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was. I would say founder issue. Like, like there's a lack of vision and skill set of you. the founder itself, right? Because there's like a lot that. of things that can go into why you can't find a customer. It could be because you're on the wrong social media platform. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, you got a food business and you're on LinkedIn. You need to be on Instagram so people can visually see. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. they gonna I don't know. Things like that. That, just, right? that tickled me. Why? <laughs> <laughs> Things like that that you know, yeah, are mismatch or misalign, right? Bro, so, that's that is that's real. Yeah. Like being on the wrong social platform. And I, sorry, I don't mean to cut you off, but I do mean to cut yeah. you off. But I'm thinking about like my. I took my wife and my kids on a whole trip to Montreal, Canada, simply because I like the food that I saw on Instagram. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that's that is the entire reason we went to Montreal. Yeah, we found out there were some beautiful um churches and lots of history there, but I was like, yo, like I want to eat. Yeah, I came to eat. <laughs> yeah, like, but no, so that that that's real. Like, yeah, like being on the wrong platform in general, because yeah, yeah. I but, think sorry, go I, and I like I really like the niche. Like, I that's one of the things being in business for over 15 years is one of the most important things because. If you don't know your niche, you don't know who you're talking to. And, yeah. and even if you don't, and even your niche kind of details how you're going to get funding. You know what I mean? Right. And so if you don't understand who you're trying to sell to, then you don't understand what kind of funding you need yeah. to actually reach the market you're mm-hmm. trying to reach. And in, inherently, there there's some systemic issues that um, have uh, been developed in, through, and and outside of slavery mm-hmm. that has affected the economic state of, I would say, Black people, right? And I say specifically because yeah. um, everyone wants to be a millionaire, right? Yeah. Um, nope. But not every business is designed to make you a, a millionaire, yeah, right? Yeah, absolutely. Not every business is designed to make you a millionaire. But because inherently, if you think about slavery and, and the servitude and, and the things that we were subjected to, so we were the shoe shinesmen, the we took care of the kids. Mm-hmm. We, uh, you know, we did a lot of the service in this industry type thing. You know, we mm-hmm. served in mm-hmm. the house like we, Good, we, clean. we we did. We 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 uh, we did grooming. Yeah. You know, we we the barbershop. But you know what I mean? Yeah. And so those are the things that we knew. And so yeah. when 
the emancipation, emancipation proclamation and all that Juneteenth, you know, whatever, and we was free, we said, okay, we're going to make a business out of what we know, right? Mm. And what we know are cooking food, um, doing hair, uh, wow. you know, service industry type business. And the thing about services, <laughs> a service type of business is an exchange of time. And there's only a limited amount of time that you have. Mm-hmm. And so I can work literally 80 hours a day and never become a millionaire because I'm exchanging my time for dollars, dollars right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wealth is created in passive income, right? Mm. How do you create passive income? By building products that are allowed that that work for you while you sleep. And that could be yeah. that could be investing, that could be direct products and offering services. But when you think about each industrial revolution across history, history and time, the barrier to entry to these types of businesses has always been high for us, right? Yeah. Think what do you what, what do you mean? Like for but for what businesses? Like you said, the barriers to entry are always high. But like if I, yo, know, if I'm a barber and you know what I'm saying, I'm coming out with my own wave cream. You know what I'm saying? Like Madam CJ exactly. Walker. But, but think about think about the innovation that happened over time. So think mm-hmm. about it, say it's 1962, right? Yeah. Okay. The industries who controls the the pomade industry. Mm, mm, you yep. can't just go make your own pomade yeah. and, and get your own. You know, okay, where am I gonna get the yeah. jars from? Yeah. Where am I gonna get the bro? You you even th- you think about our hair stores and like I, so you know what I'm saying I'm from LA like we we get you know what I'm saying hair straight from the boat you know what I mean out there but what you realize growing out out there one there's such a huge um asian population out there you really understand the game <laughs> of why it is that asians control the hair market and, and it there's a long story short but l- there's a lot back to it but what happens is whenever we try to start our own markets they are the suppliers exactly and so if we come in and we try to do our own thing they just flood our markets. Yeah. And That's what I mean by the, the, the barriers of entry. Nowadays, so for example, we had a woman um, in our program that um, uh, she has a, a hair uh, hair products company. So she makes um, not just not just like extensions and things like that. She makes combs, um, nice. you know, like just different type of materials that are built around the hair industry, not just yeah. hair itself. Right. But she has a very interesting story because she studied abroad in China. So she leveraged her study abroad in college to connect, to create a direct relationship with China. Mm -hmm. So now she can go directly to the source in China and buy things wholesale, bring them back here. And that's stuff that we weren't doing in 1965 or 1970. And we have to take into account everything that we built as a community has always been torn down. So exactly. even over time, we've had platforms and businesses that could have escalated us into yeah. the society where we needed yeah. to be, but or where we should be. But you know, you've had so many outsiders tearing down those yeah. businesses and those communities. So they never ha- had an opportunity to generate that generational yeah. wealth. Yeah. Well, and that's how many, how many major corporations would we have if, if Tulsa was never burned to the ground? Oh, you know? yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Not, not even Tulsa. Like, pe- like Black Wall Street is what everybody talks about. But they're like, bro, they're, I think, uh, I, I think it was Manhattan Beach in LA was a, uh, black community, they oh. took it over. Oh, um, even here, oh. even even in Denton, Texas, you oh. think I mean, pe- people don't know about Quakertown? Like they they like people. 
the the most famous of them all, people don't realize that Central Park in New York was actually yes. a thriving black community, and the Before government decided, yo, I want to build a park. Y'all go ahead and y'all I'm move up. Yep. Yep. I yep. was like, wait, what? Yeah, no, but anyway, that's, but that's i.e. redlining. They took the yeah. most oh, desirable man. land. So that's a whole different podcast, bro. Oh, but here, here's, here's, here's what I want to get to because we because I know I know how we I know how we do we can <laughs> we can go down here. But I, here's what I want to do. I want to help people get to the bag. I mean, so yeah. what are some a couple steps that we need to do to to get to the bag? First of all, I need to understand what is the bag like. <laughs> like, but like people, you know what I'm saying? Like Gucci people just like, oh, like I'm gonna get some bag. investors. What bag we talking about? <laughs> well, I, bro, I'm talking about legal bag. But I, I'm talking about you know, like like getting funded. Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like I have, I don't know. I have. So we, let's take the um the brand uh, support black colleges. Like they got a dope brand. They need funding. They come to you. They're like, yo, I got a dope product. We got a trademark. That's another. That's. That's another key. That's a nugget right there. Get your trademarks because protecting you know your saying? IP. Yeah. You don't you don't you don't get your trademark. The Russians come in and go ahead and steal your stuff, and then you be <laughs> mad. But you know what I'm saying? Like you you have an idea, you have a decent following, um, but you just can't, you know, like Shark Tank style, you can't scale, you don't have the capital. So now I come to Ben, and I'm like, yo, Ben, what do I do? Yeah. So there's a key not every investor is going to be your investor. Right. And so you mm-hmm. first have to understand what type of capital aligns with what you're doing. Right. Mm. Um, if your business is a type of business that generates high yield return. Right. That's a different message than someone who's like, uh, what, what was the, the business you, you called a uh, support um, HBCU? The, the oh, brand. support black colleges. It's a clothing brand. It's an apparel brand. Exactly. Support mm-hmm. black. That's very mission driven. Very. That's like a lifestyle brand. You know what yes. I mean? Yeah. Um, it, it's like FUBU, right? Like it's a lifestyle brand. Yeah. Um, so what? What's high um, yield? Are we talking thirty percent or? Say what? Like what you said? If it's something that's high yield, that's a different type of investor. So like, what? What is high yield to an angel investor or somebody like that? Well, if you if you want like if you give and get into the technical like detailed part of it. It's the industry, how risky it is. Lifestyle brands are very, are very, very risky, yeah. right? And yeah. typically, they, they most of the time they really only pop when it's a celebrity or it's somebody of stature. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, that will buy into it because it's not your standard of the, you know, yeah. your typical standard, you know, brands out there that are already out there. So yeah. you're really trying to get people to buy into a lifestyle, a mindset, a culture. Right. Mm -hmm. And people of influence have the ability to influence people to do that. Right. So off bat, I'm I'm looking at a lifestyle brand like it's an extreme risk because I'm like, who's the founder? How are they going to make this pop? Like, okay, I understand you believe X, Y, Z. But like, how did how do you make other people believe that? Like, what's 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 safe? Like what what, I I don't want to say what's safe, but what is a more safer bet for? You know what I'm saying? A, a VC or something like that to invest in. Sorry, venture um, capital. I would say the no. safest bet. No, we're talking about venture capital here, not like lending. Uh, yeah. We're talking about. I, 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 so I don't I don't know the world. So I don't know. I, I know enough to be dangerous. I know enough to have a conversation with you. I don't yeah. know enough to help somebody out. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm just be real. Keep it a buck. Well, 50. The VC venture capital is a, is a very specific type of tool of capital that's used for high growth industries, uh, okay. typically technology. Um, uh, cannabis, SaaS, um, cannabis now is growing definitely. Um, in that space, 
Um, but more so SaaS types of business, software as a service. So think of like all of your apps and platforms and mm-hmm. software, mm-hmm. Uh, high tech, deep tech, machine learning, blockchain, like a lot of that stuff is kind of where VC typically yeah. plays okay. um, in that space. Um, and venture capital, for those that are you know listening, is basically an equity investment. So that means that if I give you um, $100,000, it's going to equate to a certain percentage of mm-hmm. ownership in your business versus a loan, you got to pay that money back to me versus an equity investment. The only way I get paid as an equity investment as a VC is if there's a liquidity event. So if you sell the company, you go IPO, you, um, uh, you get acquired by a strategic partner or a larger company, then that's when I get paid the percentage of what I own plus my investment back. Right. So that's how that type of capital works. Um, what's typically more safe, like I said, is more SaaS um, software type of business where there's uh, more B2B and that's business to business SaaS to where there's a predictable there's a predictable revenue stream at the end. Right. Yeah. Got you. So a platform like let's just say Instagram, for example, uh, Instagram is a social media uh, marketplace like Facebook or whatever. Yeah. Um, there's not a predictable revenue stream, but the value in it is that there's millions of people that use the platform, mm-hmm. right? Millions of people that use the platform. That's Marketing the value. Data. That's the data. That's the value in it. Yeah. Versus a let's just use StreamYard, for example, that we're the platform that we're on. Mm-hmm. People pay a subscription of 25, 35 bucks a month, right? To use StreamYard. Yeah. Um, there's a predictable revenue. Maybe they have a more commercial um, or more enterprise plan for large businesses that do a little bit more things, right? Mm-hmm. It's a more predictable revenue. Uh, and the mm-hmm. reason that VCs like SaaS is because the uh, the margins are a lot higher, right? So think yeah. about if I if, if if us three decided one day we was going to create you know uh, Streamyard before it was Streamyard, what assets would we own other than the software, like? We don't need a building, really, because we can all communicate, yeah. you know, here. So we don't, need to, we don't need to, right. we don't need all the <laughs> we, we don't need to buy brick and mortar. We don't yeah. have all the assets that we right, own. That, I'm, I think about that. That's like, that's yeah, like Microsoft Office back in the day. Like, you just, you make it one time and then you just print it a million and five times. Exactly. And go ahead and sell that point. are extremely high. Mm. 80% and above is what. So so how did how did that work out for your client that you were talking about that was doing hair, like hair products and things like that? So she's still scaling. Um one of okay. the challenges um did she get she a loan or did she get an investment or like what like what 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 happened there? Oh, she so she was a little bit early, earlier stage for okay. us um in terms of making an investment or or getting mm-hmm. a loan. Um, but she did go through the program and get access to, you know, mentors and really help refine, you know, what Got she you. was doing. Um but it's more so getting her to think on an enterprise level because mm-hmm. she has a direct connect to China. Gotcha. She has a competitive advantage that other players don't have yeah, from yeah. a cost standpoint. Yeah. And so a lot of times as black business owners, we think how can we sell to the neighborhood instead of how can we sell to the world? Hmm. And in our economy now, we're in a global economy where hold on i'm still praising uh, real quick i'm still waiting i'm still doing a little praise off real quick because because and i'm gonna tell stop asking your friends and your cousins your auntie and them to buy your product because they don't want it they barely even like you and you ain't even sent them a birthday card in three years (laughs) 
Right. <laughs> Go ahead, Kev. Kev was about to say something. But I was just going to say, I mean, that's that's even the same thing in the nonprofit industry, right? Um, mm-hmm. It's like we we want to serve this group, but this group can't even afford the service that you're giving them. Right. So you need to really take your product in because it's the same product. It's just a different niche of people that you're going to give it to. You get the money, then we you literally we literally <laughs> had this conversation last week. Yeah. And, and but but look, Ben, Kev over here talking about like it was his idea. Kev is the one that likes to serve and don't get paid. But no, no, I had to learn. So so this is so this is this is what I this is what yeah. I love about this conver- these conversations because a lot of this stuff we just hit on and it needs to go deeper. Like what's mm. your niche? What's your product? What's yeah. your service? Oftentimes, what I found when I'm talking to a black entrepreneur, mm-hmm. nobody has done a dig a deep research with them. So yeah. they just said, "Hey, you know, I want to start a biz. I want to make some shirts." Right. So they go print off a whole bunch of shirts, right? And, and nobody like, buying them. Yeah, they got all these shirts, but there's no, there's no, no mission. There's ain't no, no bro. Ain't nobody trying to buy no Forex tall tees no more. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. So I think that like that that's that's why I get so excited and I can speak on this now because I've been there. Like I've mm-hmm. I've been through like trying to figure out like I it took me six, 10 years to say, oh, I need to go rob Peter so I can pay Paul. You know what I mean? But my heart as a my heart was just like I need to I know what you meant, but <laughs> I know I, I was like, wait, who he robbing? <laughs> All I needed to rob Peter. <laughs> look, I, look, I got a twenty-two and a, and a forty-five. Like, where go? Where but you know, you know what I mean. But I think, and that's why I think that this, 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 this podcast is so important. Mm-hmm. And I think that we need to revisit and really like sit down and really talk about when you're developing your business development. Yeah. Uh, ben, and I, and that's what I hear in you, and a lot of the things that you're talking about. And we don't think about business development because all we hear is start your business plan. So I right. go online, I type up business plan, I get a template, and <laughs> I just plug in everything I need to plug in. Mm-hmm. And then, damn, that's my business plan. But I never really thought about my product and mm-hmm. what my product can actually do. Um, yeah. A lot of speakers, a lot of pastors, a lot of like your voice mm. is your product. And I talk when I talk to kids and I'm going to a loud place, I tell them like, bro, this is my this is how I get paid. But at the same time, I needed to understand that my gift or my Mm -hmm. product wasn't just made for this group. I can use it and amplify myself in other places and then take that capital that I got to do the other little things that I want to do for the community. Mm -hmm. But a lot of us don't get business development. A lot of us don't utilize SBA uh, coaches. A lot of us don't. You know what I mean? So it's it's those type of things that I think is really important. For black businesses to really, we need to we need to redevelop the community so that we can excel. It it starts so early uh, in, in our community, in in our community, in the black community, Latinx community. Like we we don't we don't really talk about these things, bro. I was just at Ben. Ben came. It was like two years ago. Ben came. I had a speaking program at Louisville High School. Ben came yep. to talk to my kids, and I just all it was was like I had a different speaker every month. And I was bringing in real world people to talk about real world things. And so Ben came and he, and he chopped it up with them. But I still do this where I teach an entrepreneurship class. And so what we do with this class, I think, Kev, I told you about this, yeah. is that we take them from concept to pitching to get funding. And they get real world funding. And so long story short, the, the team I mentored last year, they won. 
So they got funded $3,000 to start their business. Um, and that, so that what they wanted to do is they wanted to do a print on demand lifestyle brand for shoes because it's not really a big thing. Um, and, and like, anyways, I coached them up. We did some designs, blah, 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 blah. Long story short, like they won and they actually got to go to regionals. They didn't go to regionals, but if they would have won regionals, they went into nationals, they won nationals, then they went $50,000. Mm. Um, but <clears throat> so I, I had a meeting today for the new crop of uh, students that was in there. I don't know why I said crop, but that's cool. Whatever. <laughs> like we, <laughs> so we sat there and we talked to them. And so there's four mentors and everybody gave their pitches first. And I went last. Cause I was like, yo, I won last year. Like I'm going last. <laughs> and I remember talking to the kids and I was like, yo, here's what I want y'all to understand. I was like, I don't give a damn. And I said, damn. And I apologize. Um, I said, I don't give a damn if y'all get an A in this class. I don't. But what I want you guys to understand is that as high school students, you can start a business right now and make six figures and it's not that hard. Yeah. But what I need you to understand is there is a process that you have to, like, you have to adhere to. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I'm, I'm going to take you guys through that. And I told him, I was like, yo, I was like, I'm never going to tell you, you have a bad idea that I don't believe there are any bad ideas, but I do believe that there are expectations that have to be met, like looked at with the idea. So yeah. like one of them, like one of my groups last year, they were like, yo, I want to make some, some shoes. I want to go, I want to go up against Nike. And I was like, mm, let's talk about this. <laughs> I said, first of all, this is, tell me the history year. of Nike before you say that. <laughs> I, I was like, <laughs> I was like, this is a year long class. I was like, it, it's going to take you three to five years to do research. I said, I'm, I don't, nothing wrong with that. I get it, but that's not where we're going to go anyway. So they changed their model. Um, and so we have some dope ideas today, man. We have some amazing ideas, but I, I go back to, you know, that, that, Hey, have this expectation of like, like you, there are no bad ideas, but there's a lot of groundwork that has to be done before you launch. And so yeah. going back to Ben and what you were talking about, I feel like that's what you're saying, man. Like the funding part is not the hard part. It's the legwork up front. And one, if you do the legwork up front, like Kev was talking about, make sure you got your niche. Make sure you know who you're talking to. Make sure your, 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 your message is right and all this stuff. It's just like, and then it's like, okay, if you did all that work and it's scalable, now we can get funded. Mm-hmm. Is, is, is that, am I correct in that? I say all that to ask a question. Am I correct in that, Ben? Uh, I- yeah, you can say yes or no. I'm not offended. I'm not too proud, bro. I'm just yeah. I'm trying to understand. No, right, right, right. None. You you can't. Nobody can guarantee you funding, right? Yeah. But what I'm saying is, you're putting yourself in the best position to get For funding, funding yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And that's the key is putting yourself in the best position to get funding because you can do all the things and talk to the wrong investor, mm-hmm. and you'd be like, man, I did all these things, and they told me no. Well, is it the investor that you talked to, or was it the things? Mm-hmm. And you did the right things, but you talk to the wrong investor, mm-hmm. right? And you spend time talking to the wrong investor and you think it's mm-hmm. you. So now you go change a bunch of other stuff, go back to that investor, and, and they still, still saying no. Yeah. When it was never, it was never the thing. It was it, just it wasn't the wrong a good person fit. you were talking yeah, to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How how often is that the case? Like in, in the people that you talk to that oh. not necessarily their idea is wrong, it's just Every you in the wrong room. Spend the time, especially with black founders. Um yeah. really. What I realized in my in, in my career of working in different um having different um professional experiences around capital, yeah, is that less than 2% of venture capital even goes to minority communities, right? Less than 1% of that goes to black communities. When you look at the investor side, right? Like these VCs, institutional capital, 
Yeah. It's less than 2% of black and brown people that work in venture capital, mm. right? So if I'm a if I'm a mm-hmm. institutional firm investor and it and it's me and a bunch of my bros that went to Stanford, Harvard, and Yale, and all we know is um, we're not looking for Jamal. We're not looking for Jamal and Jamal, for example. Oh, do I have it? I don't oh, know. Oh man. Oh, I don't have it. It's it. Yeah, I'm, he, I'm gonna go he's looking around, but his office ain't that big. Right. <laughs> <laughs> My closet, actually, no. <laughs> no, there was a, there's a product. I want to grab it. It's actually in my bathroom. It's mm-hmm. uh y'all probably seen it before. It's like a a, a it's a the sponge. It's, it's a sponge, but it's plastic and it has wires on it. So it's, yeah, it's, like, the, it's like the 2.0 of the sponge. Okay, I need you to go get that. Yeah, but no, um, get it. Yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go grab it. But okay. in doing in in doing that, um, if I'm pitching to you know. Uh, Joey and Jake and uh, and Kyle. Um, <laughs> sorry, these are- no, I got, I'm with you <laughs> and Ben <laughs> and Ben. <laughs> ben and might Josh. be Asian though, uh, <laughs> uh, especially Ben Van. People thought on paper I was Asian. Ben Van, <laughs> that sounds like an Asian person. Um, but uh, if you're pitching to uh, uh, you know, this homogenous group that is used to seeing like green energy and like, mm-hmm. oh, we invest in like life sciences, blah, blah, blah. And you come with this little, this gadget, you know, this is a microphone cover, but you know, you're like, yo, this is the next best thing for hair. And you don't understand that black men need this because they want their hair curled. You're going to pass on that investment. But guess yeah. what? That's like a billion dollar market, black mm-hmm. hair, right? Bro. So that's also the problem. And that's why I say this happens more often than not, because black entrepreneurs, they're trying to get in front of people that don't understand their market culturally. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But then that goes got, back I to. Got a, I got a person. Go ahead, question. Go ahead, Kev. I got go a person question. Yeah. <laughs> because it's just. So hard. It? It's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's just it's just like because I, I know we've been seeing this years, decades. Mm-hmm. And my question is, how do we get our black communities to develop venture venture capitalism for the you know for us like like and that, and that, that to me that's and I know I, I told you at the beginning I'm naive right I, I love people I just want to see everybody survive I want I want to see but I just it it bothers me because I know we know I know we know more than anything like what we don't have to be successful. But then I know there are a handful of very successful black people that need, that I hope would become venture capitalists to help the culture. Does that make sense? Yeah. But I was about to that? say like that, that's the biggest thing, Kev, is that we got to get the bag in order to become those. So I think about, you know what I'm saying? One, one of the big homies for me, uh, Ian Dunlap, like stock extraordinaire, like, crazy, crazy money. And Ian is 100% for the culture. Mm-hmm. And, and he is always like, yo, he's like, if you have a business idea, he's like, please talk to me. Like, yeah. come talk to me. I want to help you out. I think one of the bigger problems is, yes, one, there's not as many of us that are open to investing like that because we probably don't know exactly what that looks like. Yeah, it's but risky. Then I think We don't know what, you know. How yeah, I, I think the other like side of it. Investment. Do I got to come to your door with a bat? Yeah, (laughs) I think the other side of that is that we're not taught how to put together an investment package like 
Yeah. Like we don't we don't know what we need to put. Like I'm okay, I'm gonna slide in your DM. Hey bro, I got this brand. I want you to invest in it. Okay, well, how much do you need? You know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, uh, I just want you to invest. I want you to be a part of what we're doing for the culture. Yeah. Okay, how much? Yeah. Oh, you know what I'm saying? It what maybe a hundred thousand is is I what I like to say is we're not I'm not doing charity, right? Mm. Like I'm, I'm investing, you know, like I'm investing mm-hmm. for a financial return and I'm doing good at the same time yeah. because I'm investing in, in, in people who typically don't get access to these types of resources. Right. Mm-hmm. And so with that comes a level of accountability. Yeah. Right. And expectations that I'm going to need you to have. Right. In order to be able to come correct in an industry, because mm-hmm. if I let you pass, then you're going to go to the next stranger who's not going to hey, hey, bro. I got somebody for you, bro. <laughs> and and that's and that's gonna look, make both of us look bad. Yeah, it's gonna make yeah. me look bad because I referred you, yeah. and it's gonna make you look bad because you didn't do your homework, right? Yeah. And so yeah. the biggest thing, and and I see this a lot, is that we, we fail to want to do the little things that are necessary. Mm-hmm. Again, going back to putting us in a position, right? I have yeah. a friend who used to work for the city um, that were uh, they were doing a, a partnership with the airport. And um, they were building a, a airport runway, right? Mm-hmm. And there was a thirty-six percent mandate for minority spend on on the for that rail, for that runway, right? Yeah. And what that means is is that the yeah. money that we're putting towards this to build this pave this concrete road for airplanes, we have we we have to at a minimum we have to spend 36 percent with minority-owned companies, right? Yeah. Nobody black showed up to the meeting. So the money is out there. It's just a it, it takes another level of requirement because now that means I got to get bonded and insured. Right. Which is not hard. I know a guy. Right. Me. It costs money. It, it does cost money, but it's not hard. Right. We also have to get update on our finances because you got to be able to submit a proposal. Right. So I need to know what you've done in the past. I need you to fi- fill out a tax return. I need to actually file your tax. You know what I mean? These are all little things that if we just Bro. do those little things, 36%. And I'm talking about 36% of hundreds of millions. I was like, it ain't cheap to do a, a runway. Structure. Why Why do we do this though? Like why? And so I, I don't have the answer, but I'm I'm partially venting because when, when we do this to each other, and I, I feel like we're the only community that does this, but if you don't give me the homeboy hookup, you're not mm-hmm. looking out for the culture. Right. But if you go I to Chase and try to get a, a loan, like you're not worried about the homeboy hookup. Like if in any other environment, it, it, it is okay and understood that you need to have checks and balances. But when you come to me and, and you're trying to get a loan from me, it's like, oh, you know what I'm saying? Oh, we boys, you know what I'm saying? Even, like why? Why? That why? Is, why? That is trauma. That is decades of trauma that has not been addressed in a way that allows us to have healthy interpersonal communication and relationships with each other as black people mm, mm-hmm. for forever. We've been put into a, you know, we always talk about the crabs in the bucket, but we failed yeah. to, to, to ask the question of who put us there. Yep. Yep. Bro, I'm yep. about to shut this whole podcast. Well, but and, and, <laughs> and, and to add to that, I mean, all of us seen one percenters, bro. Who owns like, the bucket? But, Whose but, bucket is it? But but we we know like they go to class for this. They their kids hit a certain age. They're sending them to the class. They're they're sending not them not even to the class. class. These are dinner. 
these are family dinner conversations. Yeah, look, we don't even have dinner together. <laughs> <laughs> but but I'm I'm just saying I think like we really literally have to change. Yeah, our culture like we really have to, and we have to stop thinking of things like that's being white or that's being and, this or that's and that's why like, I love like there is like, a system yeah. America has a system in place in order for you to obtain wealth and either you're going to decide to fall into that system you got to play the game and, or, and play the game and take advantage of it like I, and, and I think even in our culture like we are afraid of IRS we're afraid of Uncle Sam we're afraid <laughs> Hey, uh, pay pay Uncle Sam his money. I'm gonna just say that. Don't. don't uh, but I, but, I, but again, we shouldn't be afraid of the system. We should be educated mm-hmm. on the system so we know to pay the system. We understand our t- like. I think, I think at some because I know for me, when you get to a certain age, it's like go see the CPA. Go see the CPA. At some point, you need to understand your own finances too. Yeah. I understand the CPA yeah. is there to help and guide you and do the things that you can't do, but. You should understand your own finances um, before you just jump into letting everybody else do your finances yeah. for you. And I, I think that's why it's important for stuff that like what you're doing with with mentoring young kids, because programs like and I know sometimes as a black community, we turn our nose up at, at these programs. Oh, we trying to teach them how to be white and we trying to, you know, um, programs like Jack and Jill, um, you know, these programs that that teach kids networking skills mm-hmm. at a young age teach kids the importance and the value of relationships the value of adding value to other people yeah um that you know, right there bro dinner ad- etiquette you know yeah. um these are all like small nuances uh that yeah. of culture that we weren't taught as a whole right yeah. but only a subset of people you know get this yeah. um there's a book called our kind of people mm. um yeah. And there's actually a new show, I uh, think, on HBO. Yeah, write that down and text it to me because I don't I forget it. <laughs> yeah, it's it's actually a really, really um, profound book. It talks about the history of it, it's it's basically breaking down what black excellence is. Mm-hmm. And sometimes black excellence, we try to we try to paint in the pictures aspiring to be white, mm-hmm. you know, or aspiring to whiteness. It's like no, because I'm educated because I you know I, I speak a certain way or I, or I, yeah. I understand certain concepts. That doesn't mean I'm trying to be white. You know what no. I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. At yeah. all. Um, and so our kind of people is a is a book that talks about the history of um some of the formation of of uh well, it basically talks about what the upper black, upper class black um culture looks like on the inside. Mm. Um, um and it and it stems off from the creation of fraternities and sororities, mm-hmm. the NAACP. Um, Urban League, like all these groups that were started yeah. by affluent black mm-hmm. communities, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then and then there's a new show, I think that's called Our Kind of People that they pay homage to the book, but it's not based off the book. I wish okay. it would have been based off the book because that would have been yeah. really powerful to see. But um, stuff I, like that, I think, is is powerful for our youth. And I, and I really do think that's, that's, again, something that we have to do to change our culture. Like we almost, we talked about this a little bit. Like we have... People talk about like we don't need socialism in America. Socialism is alive and well in America already. Like you have so many different classes of people, and I think sometimes it hurts uh, Latino and African American communities because even though we're talking about supporting us and serving us, even within the African American community, there's still different classes, and some people just don't want to rise up to that next level. Like I just. Right. 
you know, I, I'm full also of think people don't really understand what true socialism actually is or looks mm-hmm. like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like. I mean, we don't Americans, we don't really understand what true capitalism either. We're we're not a true capitalistic society. So no, we're not. I mean, what is it really? Anyway, bro, that's a that's a whole different. <laughs> what um, <laughs> what I did want to say though is what what I've realized is. Praise God, the more money I make, the higher tax bracket that we move into. We, we ain't in the high, high tax brackets yet. But you know what I'm saying? We 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 moving up. We moving um, up. Majority but but what, what I do realize is that we spend so much time trying to figure out what is, quote unquote, what's right and what's wrong, whether that be political system or anything like that. To me, when it comes to finances, it's not about what's right and what's wrong. It's like okay, how's the game played? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, for for me and and for for what we do, it's like okay, how do we play the game? Because if that's how we play the game, and that's how you're gonna play, okay, cool. Let me learn the rules. Yeah, Be a part and, of it, and yeah. the the hardest part is that the the rules aren't talked about unless you're in the room, and so unless unless your dad was in the room and, and he's giving you the game, or unless your mentor is in the room yeah. and they're giving you the game. You're or unless you got to be in. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, unless you or have you, somebody yeah. in the room that's giving you the game. And, and the hard part is, even when you have somebody in the room giving you the game, you still have to take that information and use it. Use it. Like, people yeah. always say knowledge is power. No, it's applied knowledge. Yeah. And yeah. That, that is the biggest. Absolutely. Yeah. <sighs> Absolutely. Bro, I, man, I don't even know. Look, where we at on this time? Okay. We've we been go. on here for two hours. Wow. <laughs> it's been Not quite. But I think I, I do hey, gotta run it a little. Yeah, Ben, yeah. before you go, bro, like talk to me about numbers. Talk to me about numbers. How does a person figure out what it takes to run their business? And then how does a person figure out the income they need to sustain? Because I know it's hard. I know that's hard because each individual is different. Does that make sense? I was saying, and de- each each business has different, like, Agreed. variables. And, but everybody you know, wants the bag. Everybody wants the bag. But yeah. Bro, you got to define what a bag is first. That's what I'm like, about oh, to I want to make $100,000. $100,000 is not a lot of money. Like, let's just but, be real. But, Especially if you're an entrepreneur. Cause you, cause, <laughs> but we say that. And, and we say that. And we say that. But you got to remember. And I, I'm coming from mm-hmm. a person that's an entrepreneur with no with no no formal business education background. Right, right, right. It was like, I want to serve. Okay, I need a contract. Right. Oh, yeah. crap, I got to pay for this. I got to pay for that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So so just kind of give, So, because I know there's somebody on here who had either started a business or wants to start a business, but and they're afraid of numbers. They're afraid of to come up with a number to what is it going to cost to run their business and what is yeah. it going to cost to pay them to do their business. So yeah. just, just broadly, the- like, yeah, just on a like, I mean, you can do this on the back of a napkin. You know, um, what are all your costs? Like, how much is it going to cost to run your business? Right. And I'm talking about the cost. Like, there's a thing called cost of goods sold. Um, basically, like, what are the costs to produce a unit of what you're trying to do? You know, like, that's not your operating cost. Like, your salary is not included in that. I'm talking about what does it cost to just run the business? Right. How much does it cost to make this microphone? Exactly. Exactly. Understand what that is. Right. Um, and it's really just a break even analysis. Like you're basically doing an equation to figure out, like, at what point are my expenses going to equal my income, my mm-hmm. revenue? Right. 
at what time point, right? Is that in, we're going to break even in two years in one year in 30, you know, 30 days. How long is that? But what I, what I don't see a lot of entrepreneurs um, doing is yes, they're forecasting their sales, right? Cause that's easy. It's easy to just say, Oh yeah, I think we're going to do, you know, we're going to do uh 50,000 this year. And then next year we're going to do a million. And then, you know, uh, we're good. Good. <laughs> I would rather see an entrepreneur know their forecast their cost and their budget and know that like the back of their hand versus projections. Projections are always wrong because they're yeah. forward looking. Yeah. Costs are always right because they're today. They're present. Mm, that's right. Good. So if you know how much it costs to run your business, if you know it costs, it costs $10,000 a month to run your business. Right. Mm. If you know that off top, that means that whatever you're selling and this is just no salary, no salary. This is just product. This is no salary, but this is also agnostic of any type of business industry itself. I'm talking about from selling donuts to to um, driving trucks. Right. Yeah. No matter what industry you're in, if you're a nugget, if you know it, it costs ten thousand. Right. Then you need to be thinking about how many units do I need to sell to make ten thousand one dollar. Mm. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and that's going to determine. A lot of things, factors are going to go, in, go are going to uh, determine in that. And, and one of the things you have to think about is what's the quickest, most efficient way to make ten thousand one dollar, right? Mm. Here's a couple examples. Um, I'm a hair care product company, right? And I can I have an Instagram page, and I sell my hair care products to people online, right? Yeah. Well, it actually costs me money to generate money to, to sell to one client, right? So there's going to be margins on that one client. Mm -hmm. So if I need to make $10,001 a month, what's the fastest way to get, get there to sell to a million people or a hundred people or to sell to 10 people mm. or to sell to one person, mm. right? That's going to determine your price. Like it's going to determine how many units that you sell. That's For example, good. if I could do a contract with you and your beauty supply store for let's just say $2,000 or $5,000, mm -hmm. right? I've just sold to one customer and I made $5,000 versus I'm online. Trying to sell. I got to sell to a hundred people. I got to sell to 500 people to make $200,000. Yeah. That takes me more time and more energy, right? So I think there's a process that business owners have to think through is, am I offering the right product at the right price through the right channel, right? Absolutely. And, and that's something that we go through through our program. We have this uh, thing called the four model fit mm -hmm. that aligns your product, um, your, your, it aligns your product, your market or your customer, um, your price and your, um, and the channel that you're selling through. Mm -hmm. And oftentimes entrepreneurs have this aha moment. They're like, man, I've been wasting all this energy on Instagram when I could have just been selling my product directly Wholesale. to yeah. beauty stores. And that's how you get funded. Money. And making more money, right? And and that's what you go to an investor and say, look, yeah. we got 20 beauty supply stores that we sell our products to. The average, um, you know, units they sell is a thousand units, right? Yeah. And we got 20 of them. That's $20,000 a month. Now, 20,000 units. That's not $20,000. 20,000 units. Because one thing that's not infinite in business is time, yeah, right? Absolutely. And so if it takes me the same amount of time to sell one unit, am I going to sell it? I want to sell it as high as value, right? Like we created Excellent. bang for buck as as the US, USA. Yeah. We created that 
that term to get your, you know, yeah. to get the biggest bang for your buck, right? Yeah. So if so, for Ooh. without going to business school, without having to study, mm-hmm. you know, a Harvard, you know, case study or anything like that, get an MBA. Is is you can write this on the back of a napkin. How much are my costs per month, right? And what is it that I'm trying to sell, right? Mm-hmm. If I'm selling um, hair products, if I'm telling selling T-shirts, are you selling? A hundred t-shirts at a time, or are you selling one t-shirt at a time? Yeah, bro, bro, you just you, you just dropped so much knowledge, bro. Can't be far away. If y'all, I said you just dropped so much knowledge, bro, man. Like if if y'all ain't out here grabbing these nuggets, because that's what happened to me, bro. I was like, wait, I'm spending my time in over twenty schools a month, like, yeah. like. Like over twenty, like bro, like I'm hitting schools real hard because I love the kids, Mm -hmm. but the check wasn't fitting what I was doing, (laughs) and I was like, hold on, maybe if I can show the value of what I what I do, right? Mm -hmm. Because I know what I do, the value is higher than what they're paying me. But they said, oh, this fool gonna go do these twenty schools, we gonna pay him, and so it was at that moment, eight nine years in, that I recognized that. Mm. I had the system all wrong. So how did you flip that? Yeah, I had to flip it and say, hey, the value of what I do is this. If Mm. you want me at your school, you got to pay this value because I know the result that's going to... So you adjusted what I do, the service that I give, I'm going to give you a turnaround and it's going to be quicker than a whole year. It's going to be three to six, (laughs) six weeks. So I need the value of my service and product. So this is just a nugget for all of... Cause see, I, I call it soft services. My speakers, my right. entre- yeah. you know, my mentors, those people who want soft skills to do those things. You're you have to think about the value it took for you to develop that product. You know the things that you're giving, like the, the talk that you give. It takes money, time, and effort to develop that. To so develop when you go it. and deliver it, you need the highest value, so you won't have to go and re-deliver it again and yeah. re-deliver it again just to hit the value that you needed. Yeah. And, and I'll say this other other point that's fundamental to starting a business is understanding what type of business you own. Mm. Um, I've only I like to categorize businesses in three types of categories. Right. Um, there are going to be um, uh, generational businesses. Right. Uh, these are businesses that you pass down, you know, from, OK, I want my son to take over the trucking company or the, the laundromat or the, gotcha. you know, the, the barbecue joint. Blah, yeah. blah, blah. You got you got those businesses uh, that are generational, right? And then you have um, lifestyle businesses, right? Okay. Um, say you used to work at a marketing firm, you like you know what? I kind of want to do my own thing, so you start your own marketing agency. Um, and at that point, you're not necessarily owning a business; you own a job. It's the same thing you were doing at the company, yeah. But now you're doing it for yourself. You own a job, right? And so that's a lifestyle business, right? So that means that. Now I'm exchanging my time for to multiple to work with multiple clients. You could probably make more money, but it, it the reason that people do that and the motivations behind each of these type types of businesses is to afford you a more flexible lifestyle. I yeah, want to be able to yeah. work from Jamaica. I want to be able to work from yeah. you know wherever I am. So this is a you lifestyle. still want a job, but you, right, yeah, got you. But you exactly. don't want to go clock in and have to be somewhere, right? But that also means don't have the expectation to be a millionaire in a lifestyle business. Mm. You know what I mean? Ah. You got people, 
you got people owning a job in a lifestyle business. And there's, and here's the difference between the, the, the first and the second one. The, the first one is, is when you own a business, if I step out, that business is still going to run. Mm, yeah. And the other one, if I own a job, if I stop, the business stops. Mm-hmm. Right. What's the third one? The third one is going to be your venture back style business. This is the high growth. You know, basically you build to sell. Right. I gotcha. build a company and my goal and my intent is to sell this company at its highest value. Right. So if I wanted That's- to build up a lifestyle brand, you know, like, I don't know, some like when you, you see like all the, the basketball shorts with like the different cities on them, things like that. There's mm-hmm. not a necessarily a face with that. I could step away from that. I'm building it up. I'm showing my receipts. Yo, who want to buy this? Boom, boom, boom. Yeah. yeah. It could like be that. it could be a combination of things. Like it could be a combination, it could be a combination of both generational and and um lifestyle, mm, right? Lifestyle. Like you. for example, you could be an entrepreneur, you could be working a full-time job and doing that, right? Mm-hmm. But at the moment you decide to leave, right? And you're like, I want to do this full time, right? Mm-hmm. Now you you own that job until you build it into a point where you got workers, you got staff. You know, you can go on vacation and business doesn't stop. Right. Mm-hmm. And so you can fluctuate across all three of those. You can grow it. The brand like FUBU, you can grow it to a, you know, now you got $10 million in sales. Now you can talk to investors yeah. on the venture capital yeah. side. You know, now so you I think I think the key word right there is scale. How so how yeah. do you take that job? Can you scale that job into a where business. you can step out and it yep. functions and mm-hmm. flows by That's itself? Good. Or is the job just a job nobody else can do it but you but you but you can't expect Consulting. to grow yeah. you know exponentially yeah. if you yeah. have to work that job every day so it's like Only instead of working for somebody is if you raise your price and absolutely and, and the price is going to be dictated by the market right absolutely prices wow. is like joe said prices went up so right yesterday's but the market price is not today's you, price but the market is always going to tell you if your price is too high or too low if they not if they not grabbing at it if they not biting Right. Yeah. Um, and Man, so, listen. Yeah. This is an, this just hit me though. Research, research, research. That's it. Just hit me. You got to research what you're yeah. doing. You got to research your budget. You need to research your competition. Like if you just starting a business and you're not looking around at other people or what's happening in the market, like you already losing. You like, already you're, you're already losing. You're, you're unaware of founder, and and that's that. That is the biggest way to get yourself. Um, put out of business either by competitors or just by you yourself. I like to call mm-hmm. self sabotage. Mm-hmm. Is, is you're just, I mean, imagine, uh, you know, imagine a car with no steering wheel, <laughs> bro. What does it matter if it's an automatic driving car, though? You're right, but hey, are you going? You know, I, I, so I, I just said that on purpose. Like my thing is, your price is your price, but. If you have a higher price than what is quote unquote normal, you mm-hmm. need to have a reason. You need to have a purple cow, like something people are going to remember. So mm-hmm. like if there's no steering wheel, it drives itself. Oh, bet. Cool. Or like I have this T-shirt brand. Oh, yeah, but it's made from Egyptian you know, sand. Right. I don't know. <laughs> Whatever. Right. Wait, wait, bro. Wait. Kanye West charges hey, bro. $3,000 for a sweatshirt. Hey, bro. Right. Wait, 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 Ben. He said Egyptian sand. When I find this shirt, 
<laughs> made out of Egyptian sand. <laughs> bro. bro. I mean, bro, I'm, trying, I'm trying 1700 a shirt. <laughs> I mean, think about it. But but it's price is perception. You yeah. know, <laughs> Kanye West can sell his clothing, you know, at just crazy amounts of, of, Absolutely. of, of a price Man. tag. I'm because shipping out bags of sand, bro. His brand is so out of touch and, and exclusive. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, but in that and exclusive, it's I can't say exclusivity. It. It's, it's yeah, it's it's very it's, it's you know it's prominent like supreme like bro it drives demand. In oh some my case. god! Like I was like, dude, I am not. But so does free stuff. Yeah, drives demand. Yeah, but you got to understand when you when you ask for free, you that's what you get. <laughs> Yo, we got to get out of here, man. Like we, I was, I'm looking at the clock, and we we've been recording for an hour and thirty minutes. But the, the episode only gonna be about an hour long, but still, and I, was, and I know Ben, you gotta you gotta go, man. Uh, I, I thought yeah, you said man. something. Say what? I thought you said you gotta go. Yeah, yeah. I, I I gotta run. I've been on for a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey. Ben, uh, words in, so I'm of, like, I'm on a timeline uh, now. Well, and I asked you beforehand, you're like, oh, I got time. And you're just like, oh, now we start talking. <laughs> Anyways, yo. In my head, I was like, yeah, I got about an hour. <laughs> yeah. Yo, <laughs> get get the people something to get out of here with, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, when, when, man, I mean, the, I, I love the um, the reason I said, I, I, you know, when you reached out to me, it was like, hey, man, can you come on this? Um, you know, the, 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 the nexus of what you are doing with this platform you know, is really embodies the phase of life that I'm in. And I know that you guys are in and other dads, especially black dads um, are in is being a dad on purpose. I think Mm -hmm. our generation is coming from, we're making up for a lot of deficits. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's not negative or positive. It's just what it is. It's life. Our parents were doing the best they could with what they had, the tools that they had. And in our generation, we're playing we need a whole new set of tools as men yeah. and as black men yeah. because the game and the dynamics of the world have changed drastically. Like there's mm-hmm. conversations that I can't even really go to my dad about in terms of advice mm-hmm. because just the concepts of the world have changed yeah. from mm-hmm. women to like the way we address and treat women like t- in today's days, like I was watching, um, I always go off on the story. I was watching uh, uh, um, Mad don't Men. Say, I about to say, don't say power. No, no. I was watching Matt. Is it Mad, Mad Men? Men. Yeah. 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 Was Amanda's, I think they took it off of Netflix, but it, at one point it was on Netflix. Yeah. Uh, it's about the, the Don Draper and the mm-hmm. marketing industry yep. and uh, agency. But what was glaringly disturbing, and I didn't realize how much it disturbed me as an adult, was the way they treated women. Mm. in in the industry in the workplace yeah like like mm-hmm. just their idea of what a woman should be yeah. and because of that um the, the dynamic between men and women has shifted tremendously men we need a whole new set of tools and resources to thrive right. like we have to be more emotionally in touch with ourselves you know uh, we have to be able to openly communicate not only just with ourselves and what we're feeling but like with our spouses with our kids yeah. Yeah. And that demands um, someone to be intentional. And so I love that you call this thing dad on purpose um, because every action is not an accident. You know, it's not an accident that I um, post about my son in certain ways. It's not an accident that I open a 529 account for my son. It's, you know, it's not an accident mm-hmm. 
these things are all done on purpose. Yeah. And so I, I love the fact that this is what you guys are doing with this platform. So um, I know we didn't get to talk about being a dad and being in business and how do you how do you manage all of that? You know, because I still struggle with it. Well, wow, that's that's a whole. I have mentors who I ask, like, bro, how do you do all that you do and you still show up for your family? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's just a lot that we carry, weight that we carry. And, and maybe we could do a part two. I'll come on again. Yeah, um, well, I was going to say, this, this happens every time. Like, we, we, we so because you, you, you try to, one, you try to be respectful of people's time that are, that you have on the show, but then yeah. you also try to be respectful of the time of people that are listening. And you don't want to have a two hour podcast. Like, okay, right. like, yo, let's get to an hour, maybe an hour 15. We like, almost there. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so you just, you just try to be respectful. Um, yeah. But no, I, I appreciate that. We, we definitely have a whole different set of, uh, you know, rules and, and things and conversations. Kind of like you said, I, bro, my dad is a gangster. Like, my, my dad is an OG, like, <laughs> jumping on cars and knocking people out gangster. That is my dad. Like, <laughs> He, you know what I'm saying? He he don't know nothing. I'm trying, anyways. Oh, so, yeah. It's, it's, nah, you get these hands. <laughs> uh, yeah. Bro, like that, bro, and I, look, that's my dad. I've never been in a fight in my life. Yeah. And so we, are, we, we talk in two different languages, but right. um, it is what it is. We're all trying, I don't want to say make up, but we're trying to play catch up. Yeah. Um, and yeah, no, and it, it is, it's taxing because, and I know I'm not the only one and I'm just like, yo, why I got to be the one? Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, this is hard. I'm like, yo, I know my wife's not going to. I told my wife, I was like, you're not going to do what we need. You need to do to get us to where we need to go. And I didn't say it in a disrespectful manner, but I just was like, yo, like, I know you're not going to do it. And nobody else in my family is going to do it. I'm like, yo, it is on me to set the precedent. What, What makes me nervous, though, is that once I get us there, I need to make sure that I teach the systems to keep it because I'm like, yo, if I get us there and then I'm gone. My wife is going to be too timid to make this. Anyways, that's, that's a but whole that's, different podcast. Those, but those are those conversations that happen at the dinner table. We need to get, yeah. get going. They, nah, they, they happen. But anyway, Kev, what you, let's get us out of here, man. What you got? Man, listen. Everyone needs to start a business. And, mm. uh, you know, it, it, and when I say <laughs> that, when I say that. Somebody got to buy from well, but, but But hear me out. You are already a business. You already have a social security number. So you're already tagged in the United States as a business. You just you you just work for somebody else and you yeah. still pay your taxes. So everybody, yeah. I think everybody should Sometimes. start some kind of business, but know the business that you're starting. I think that's the most important thing that I heard Ben say. Know the business. Like, bro, don't start a car wash business thinking you're going to be a millionaire in like six months. Like, you know, it's going to be a grind. It's something you're going to have to develop. You're going to have to, you know, know your niche. Know, like, do the Unless research. It's an automated car, ma- car wash. Right? <laughs> another story. By but, the way, I love to insure those. But I think I think I really want to encourage um, those dads who are being entrepreneurs. Do your research. Like, really dig in. Find somebody who's asking you the hard questions. That's not just mm. excited about you starting a business. That's just not pa- pa- uh, patting you on the back. But that's asking you some tough yeah. questions. And that's um, giving you value. That's adding value to your to your life. If you're saying you have a business and all they got is something negative to say, go find. You're in the wrong room. Go find mm-hmm. somebody who can help you and steer you in the right decision. Like go to at BJ Van and talk to Ben about <laughs> what you need to do to get your business off the, you know, in line, off the ground. And listen, you're following your taxes, being legal, like you got to. That's the system. That's the way that we 
function in America. So don't be afraid of those things. Just figure out the system, play the system at your own pace. Play and, and hear me. Out. Oh, there we go. Impact oh, he didn't change the name. He didn't change it in the middle. So yeah, if, if y'all want to contact, yeah, I, the the shout out. I was like. Yeah, go ahead and follow our social media. Um, well, yeah. now you didn't messed up because the whole podcast didn't <laughs> be recorded with at BJ Van. But that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> but we got the plug at the end. We got the hey, plug I'm, at I'm the gonna end. Put them bo- I'm going to put them both in the description so we good on that one. Yeah. Well, we good so, on that one. so my, my uh, social media actually is my whole name. I just changed it because for you to mentally say, not Damn. say Benjamin. Well, I, I've been saying, well, then you put BJ and I wasn't going to call you BJ. <laughs> I was calling you Ben. <laughs> so you didn't have this whole time recording uh, 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 Instagram handle that don't go nowhere. <laughs> don't go nowhere. <laughs> Bruh. Yeah, listen. This is, got, this is how we roll on Dad's On Purpose podcast, No, this is baby. not. This is not how we roll. Well, hey, is, man, I, that, I'd rather you guys follow me here anyway, because I'm not I'm not the social media. Like, I don't put it. I'm not one of those guys that, like, let me share everything I know on, yeah. on social media. Um, it's just not my, you know, my my yeah. preferred style. I just I love to have intimate conversations with people, you know, yeah. direct conversations with people. Um, but if you go to Impact Venture Co., you can get access to different resources that we provide in terms of our, our organization as a nonprofit um, in the uh, in the Dallas area. Um, so, yeah, you can follow us there. If you want to follow me, you can, but you're just going to see pictures of my son and like just you know, and we love that too. That. We love hey. that too. <laughs> hey, and if, if y'all don't want to follow Ben, y'all can just make sure that y'all go and follow these uh podcasts out there in podcast land. Go get them. Subscribe, maybe like, maybe comment, maybe share. Go get them. Um, because we, we still trying to run these numbers up. I, I have no idea what our numbers look like. Um, I mean, we're we're in I know we're in four figures and listens. I don't know where we're at on four figures, but man, we we bro, this is episode 46. Like yes, let's go. 46. I'm glad to be a part of this, man. I, I really appreciate the invite, man. This is this was fun. Um, it's it's good just chopping it up, man. I'm I'm glad there was no agenda um uh per se, just just a little structure. <laughs> we don't have to have a format, but just a little structure as we move. I mean, through it's, I, we'll, I, we'll, I got an idea. Of what I'm doing. I don't know, I don't know if it's like you know what I'm saying, Joe Rogan. You know, set up, but I got yeah. an idea of where we're going. But well, anyways, yo, hey, y'all got to give me some some swag. So if y'all can you. send me a link, man, give me give me a shirt or something like that. I know I I hit you up in the past. I I'm, I'm gonna try to check out the website to see if where I can buy it at. But, it's uh, TLCbrand.com. TLCbrand.com. Oh, send me the, send me the link. Link in the bio. I'll, I'll support in that link way. in the bio. Link in the bio. Anyways, yo, we appreciate you guys. Thank you so much. Take care. Until next week. Peace out.